We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Thursday, April 6th. I appreciate y'all letting me have yesterday off uh, so I could have some fun and celebrate my anniversary with my wife, the Big 15, uh, yesterday, Ryan. So we are back, though, and today we're going to dive into some fun topics. Before we do, I do have a couple house cleaning things I would love to bring up with y'all. I want to ask if you are listening via our podcast app, via the Irish Breakdown Podcast feed, I would ask that you kind of go to CFB Nation and and to subscribe there. At some point in time this summer, we are going to remove the CFB Nation channels, which includes Lucky Lefty, from the Irish Breakdown feed. So we can clean up a little bit and get that back over to CFB where it's belong. We're trying to really help give those channels a push. So if you like that stuff, if you like what you're getting from Lucky Lefty, you like what you're getting from CFB Nation, uh, Ryzen Draft, Ryan's Draft is on there. We have a couple of things we're planning that we're going to definitely have during the summer. And as we get into the fall, some things I'm going to be doing on the CFB Nation channel, some other things we've got going on. You're going to love what we're doing, but you need to be subscribed to that channel because eventually we're going to take those things off of uh, off of the Irish Breakdown feed and put them onto the CFB Nation feed. So uh, if you could do us a favor, if you're a podcast listener, Go now to CFB Nation. You'll see our red, white, and blue logo and subscribe to that as well. And that way you get alerts for both of those channels and you'll know the schedule will be very similar to what it is now once we make that move. But this way it'll just be coming from two feeds. So we're not uh, just overloading one of the feeds like we are right now. So just make sure that you are working on that. I would greatly, greatly appreciate uh, if you all could do that for us. And and, uh, what we're going to do today Ryan is we're going to dive into several different topics. We're going to sort of have this, we've talked about wanting to have this midweek roundup thing and, and practices and some other things have kind of kept us from diving into that, but we want to bring that back today. And so we're going to talk about a few different topics today and a couple of them are going to be centered around a similar, you know, one similar topic, and that's going to be quarterback Sam Hartman, Ryan. So we're going to talk about a couple different things with Sam Hartman, we're going to discuss the notion of an alpha receiver. Does Notre Dame need an alpha receiver? They didn't last year. Do they need one in 2023? We're going to dive into that. Who would that be, Ryan? Who might that be? And then the last thing, and this is going to be this is going to be more of a, I'm going to tee him up and say, hey, here comes the deuce. Here comes the curveball. Knock it out of the park. I'm going to set T. Ryan up for just something that I know is driving both of us nuts, but especially him because it's it's in his wheelhouse, is this overthinking of Michael Mayer. And very similar to what happened last year with Kyle Hamilton, and we've seen with some other Notre Dame players in past years, where that just kind of gets overthought a little bit. And is it just a particular to these Notre Dame players? It just happen just happens to be Notre Dame players. They're not the only ones. Is it something about Notre Dame that's causing this? I'm going to pick Ryan's brain a little bit on that. And so we're going to have some fun today. And then, of course, Ryan, at the end of it, we're going to have a mailbag. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan, I want to start things off with our top first topic today, and that is really Sam Hartman and where he ranks among the nation's best quarterbacks. And and we're gonna we're kind of talk about this, and then we're gonna dive into you know what he can be for Notre Dame this year, how good we think he can be for Notre Dame this year, and then also like what does he need to do if Notre Dame, for him to to be a part of Notre Dame being a title contender? Because I think you and I would agree that if the quarterback position. I love the running backs. I love the O-line. I love the receivers, tight ends. I mean, there's a lot of talent in Notre Dame, but they're not in a position as a top-to-bottom roster to win a championship if the quarterback position is not outstanding. Agree. And and we're going to dive into that and I, and, I, and just kind of get thoughts of what exactly would that look like for Sam Hartman? Is he capable of it? And, and then just kind of go from there. So first, Ryan, you know, you and I had a fun conversation. This is such an intriguing year quarterback in my opinion, because there's not a lot of proven commodities that are coming off proven commodity type seasons. Sure. And, and as we kind of look at who the top quarterbacks are in college football and where Sam Hartman ranks, it's really going to be a fascinating year because there's some young guys that are on the verge of breaking out. There's some guys coming back from injuries or really down seasons that are at new schools. And then of course there's the guys that, uh, you know, that, that were proven last year, some are where they were last year. And in Sam Hartman's case, he's moved on. And it's, it's, it is also fascinating of how many of the top quarterbacks in the country are transfers. (laughs) So you and I came up with the top five and uh, four of the five were transfers guys that transfers from other schools. And so, uh, and then if you kind of dive into the top 10, there are also a lot of transfers. So it is really fascinating how many quarterbacks just move around during their careers. So, uh, cause obviously we'll get into Jordan Travis. He started his career at Louisville. Sam Hartman started his career at Wake Forest. So to begin, Ryan, let's talk about the top five quarterbacks in college football, Sam yeah. Hartman's place. And who are some other top contenders? It's going to be a little bit of a fun sort of look at where Notre Dame's quarterback stacks up. So to begin, you and I have the same one too. Caleb Williams one, Drake May two. I think that if Drake May had a little bit better supporting cast and a little bit more certainty on the offensive coordinator position, I'd say we could debate that one versus two. But the way the season's ended with Drake kind of fit, I'd say by week eight or nine, I was in the Drake May needs to be the Heisman winner, right? But that's why you don't hand a Heisman out in week eight or nine. You wait till the season is over with. Because Caleb Williams put USC on his shoulders in the last month of the season, and Drake's team kind of faltered, and and Drake couldn't do the same things Caleb was able to do as far as putting his team on his shoulders. And that's why Caleb won and deserved the Heisman Trophy, in my opinion, last year. Then number three, you and I agree, based on production last year at this point in time, is Michael Penix from Washington. You know, led the nation last year in passing yards, threw for 4,641 yards, threw for 31 touchdowns, eight interceptions, bounced back from an injury-riddled season, was consistently productive, right? I mean, his lowest yards total of the season came in the bowl game when he threw for 287 yards against Texas. It was a very inefficient game for him, but he made the plays he needed to do to win. Benefited, obviously, from a schedule that that 
let's be honest, didn't have a lot of great defenses on it, but he still did what nobody else could do, which is rip those defenses up to a, to a level that nobody else really could. Then we are started to get into the, now. I think that's a given based on last year's production, but I think that people could make a strong case that Sam Hartman could be in the conversation for that number three spot. Uh, and I think because I think after one two, there's more debate. But we'll just for now we'll go with Michael Penix at number three. I think also because Michael Penix is returning to an offense, we know his relationship with the town around him. All those receivers are coming back from Washington <laughs> from last year. That's really what, it, what to me why I'm not I'm I'm not concerned about. Okay, I'm comfortable Michael Penix being there for now. Get yeah. in that four or five, Ryan, and this is where you start to have a little bit of debate because not just the two that you and I have four and five because we have the same guys four and five just in a little bit different order but also the number of guys who can be pushing for that spot. So let's kind of go in here. You went number four, Ryan. You went with jo- you went with Jordan Travis. Yep. I went with Sam Hartman. So let's begin. Let's have a little bit of fun here. State your yep. case, Mr. Roberts. Why, why well, did Jordan Travis number, number four? Well, I think first and foremost, this conversation is so nuanced and fun because for the first time in – I mean, we were talking about the other day, right, Brian? It's like for the first time in forever – Ohio State doesn't have a returning quarterback. Alabama doesn't have a returning quarterback. Georgia doesn't have a returning quarterback. A lot of these schools that we usually can depend upon to bring back proven production and impact players at the quarterback position aren't doing that this year, right? So, I mean, we're talking about Washington having a guy, right? And Florida State having a guy. They haven't had a guy on these types of preseason lists in a couple years until now, obviously, with Jordan Travis. I went back and forth with this one, honestly, because I think if you just look at a full resume, right, the entirety of a career, I think you look at it and say, Sam Hartman probably deserves it. And I wouldn't push back on you at all. And honestly, I'm not going to push back too much on you putting him at number four. I think the thing that you likewise, said- Likewise, by the way, yes. <laughs> likewise. I mean, it's 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 splitting hairs, Ryan. It's not like, oh my God, why did I hire this guy? I can't believe I hired this guy. I can't believe he has Jordan Travis ahead of Sam Hartman. I'm not there. <laughs> well, and, and I, I think you, you mentioned something perfectly before, and it's also why Michael Penix was number three for me. It's because of what's returning around them and the situation that they're returning into, right? I think Sam Hartman's going to do tremendous in Notre Dame. Everyone knows that, that listens to this channel, but there is some uncertainty there, right? Like you haven't seen him play in a Notre Dame uniform yet. You know, you have to see, if guys like Deion Coles and Tobias Merriweather and Jane Thomas and Lorenzo Styles, if they could take that step up, if they can, then I think Sam Harbin's going to put up some stupid numbers for Notre Dame this year, some of the best that we've seen in recent memory. But when you look at Michael Penix, for instance, he's got Jalen McMillan coming back, Romeo Dunes, uh, Roma Dunes, excuse me, coming back, Giles Jackson. Like he's got all his receivers coming back. It's similar with what Jordan Travis is coming back. You know, like they lost the one running back to the transfer portal, who's a solid player, but they bring back Trey Benson, who's their best running back last year. The six and that one, guy left because he pound. was going to be behind Trey Benson and because exactly. they're loaded at running back. Exactly, Absolutely loaded, yeah. Trey Benson's a legit NFL running back, I think, in a couple of years. Like He's a very good player. They bring back Johnny Wilson. They bring back a lot of their receivers outside of Cameron McDonald was their tight end, but he wasn't really used heavily in that offense anyway, right? But your return... Same offensive coordinator as well. Alex Atkins is now back for his second year at Florida State, which I think is big time, right? Like Jordan Travis started showing these signs in 2021. But, man, I thought Alex Atkins and that offensive staff really took his game to a much higher level in 2022, and he really showed off that he is becoming that type of player. And honestly, thinking back to a few years ago, like two to three years ago at this point, if you would have told me at this point that Jordan Travis would be a top-five quarterback potentially in college football entering a season – would have called you crazy, man. I did mm-hmm. not see that type of upside with him. I thought he was a good athlete and he would be a good dual threat type of option, but not what he is now. So hats off to the Florida State staff, offensive staff first and foremost, because they've developed him very well. But honestly, it was just the consistency around him and the known product that made me put him at four over Hartman, just because Hartman, there is some things that you have to project a little bit. And there are some receivers that you think are going to step up. But until you actually see them step up in a game, it is projection at that point. Just for clarification, Ryan, when you say pr- some things you need to project, it, and are you talking of just about the receivers and the relationship with the receivers, is, or is it's, it what, what else would it be? It's part of it. So Fitting one is the, the offense. Ke- yeah, I mean, one is first year offensive coordinator there, right? That's that's an unknown to, that we need to see honestly what that looks like from a play calling perspective and from a day to day perspective. You also have the wide receivers. We know that. 
Deion Colsey is stupid talented. We know Tobias Merriweather is stupid talented. We know that Jane Thomas was playing really good football at the end of 2022 season. We know that Lorenzo Styles, when he is dialed in and confident, is a really talented football player. But the fact of the matter is, is that all of those guys, the leading receiver was only in the 300s as far as receiving yards last year, right? So like, there's not a ton of proven production coming back. You've seen it in spurts, but from the entirety of the football season, you haven't seen it consistency, consistently. Mm-hmm. So that's a question mark. The offensive play calling is a question mark until we see it. And then how Sam Hartman just fits into the structure, you know, gotcha. into the offense, so into the, with the wide receivers. Exactly. So. Okay. It, it's the outside surroundings sure. that are just things that you need to answer sure. and see what happens. The reason that I'm going Hartman number four is because, number one, uh, the production is significantly better than, than sure. what Jordan Travis had. I mean, if you even look at last year, which was a year for Sam Hartman where he had – less production it wasn't much like eight yards of total offense less than what he had the year before his yards per play was very close he was seven three five and 21 seven two three this past year he was 319.2 yards per game and jordan travis is 279.3 now jordan travis was higher because of the nature of the offense it's more of a downfield offense he's got more running production than what sam hartman did this past season, Jordan Travis is an interesting player. A buddy of mine actually will, will, had said to me, I, I'll still remember this. I, I'll give him credit for this. My friend Tony said when when he watched Jordan Travis against Notre Dame in 2020, he's like, don't be shocked if this kid becomes a you know just an excellent quarterback because he's just such a playmaker. I mean, he's yep. unorthodox and, and he's not really a natural quarterback per se, like an NFL draft prospect kind of guy, but just a – as a college football player, you know who he reminds me a ton of is Joe Hamilton. Like he's a modern like day that. Joe Hamilton like from Georgia that. Tech, who was one of Dude, my favorite quarterbacks. I, I used to play with Joe Hamilton. I oh, remember yeah. it was like one of the NFL games. I used to get him as a free agent. I used to just like build him up, dude. He was so much fun because he was so athletic, man. He was a really mm-hmm. athletic player. Yeah. So it reminds me a lot of him in, in today's game. But the thing about it is, is, is I just feel like Sam Hartman still can more consistently has proven that he can more consistently run offenses. Here's here's an I, I think the thing about the town around him, all the points you made are fair, but I would argue that what we know about Notre Dame is still going to be better top to bottom than what he had at Wake Forest. Sure. Notre Dame's defense at what it was last year, which disappointed everybody, was still light years better than what Wake Forest was last year. The offensive line and run game is going to be light years better than what it was. The pass game stuff is legitimate. What's his relationship going to be like with those receivers? I think it's a very fair thing to say. How will he fit into the offense? I think those are very fair things to say. But I would argue that the town around him is going to be better. Wake Forest has a lot more proven production of receiver. No yeah. question last year. A.T. Perry was was a multi-year difference maker. Not just He wasn't just a guy that broke out in 2022 and had a great year. A.T. Perry's been making plays for years for Wake Forest. Donovan Green's been that guy. And, and so then some other guys stepped up as like the number threes and number fours. The other part, of the final piece to me, Ryan, is, I mean, the head-to-head has to matter to some degree. The fact of the matter is, is Sam Hartman's 3-0 and against Florida State, and he's 2-0 and in games against Sam uh, against Jordan Travis, and the games haven't been overly close. I mean, last year's game was 31-21, but it was 28-7 at one point in time in the second half. I mean, it, it wasn't really that close. Wake four, or uh, Florida State closed it, if you remember, they closed it to three, or a touchdown early in the fourth quarter, made it 28-21. And Sam Hartman, you know, they did what they needed to do, went right down the field, you know, and, and got it back. Went on a nice, long, six-and-a-half-minute drive to ice the, to ice the game. Uh, San, you know, Hartman hit a couple really key third downs. They had a rushing third down, uh, and then they just went right down the field and, and and put the game away. And then, of course, it was 35-14 year before. And you can't tell me convincingly that in those two years, Wake Forest had better players than what what or that what Florida State had at receiver. Sure, but the the gap this year wasn't as good as you mentioned. That Florida State has some pretty good receivers this year. Uh, and, and I think that 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 all the stuff that you're concerned about with Sam Hartman, which is all fair, is exactly what the conditions were for Jordan Travis going into last year. Bunch of new receivers. Because remember, a lot of the receivers at, at Florida State last year were transfers. Trey Benson was Wilson. a transfer. Wilson was a transfer. Yeah. Pittman was a transfer. Yeah. Uh, you had some transfers on the offensive line. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, you had a first-year offensive coordinator in Alex Atkins. So I, I, I think that that's a all fair points, and I think right now in April we need, as Notre Dame analysts, need to be in a wait-and-see mode. But if we take that off and just kind of look at it, 
I, I think with the way that transfer quarterbacks are making those transitions, and none of them have had the experience that Sam Hartman had, I'm a little bit more confident that that's going to be a, a pretty smooth transition. And we've seen it at Notre Dame. We saw what Jack Cohn did two years ago yeah. as a transfer with not the same weapons around him that that Sam Hartman will have when you look line and perimeter. Jack had some pretty darn good skill players. He had Kyron Williams at running back. He had Kevin. He had Kevin Austin, Michael Mayer. But the line wasn't as good as what it's going to be now. That's the really the big difference, and the depth is so much better now. Sure. So I would put him. I would put him at number four, and I'd put Jordan Travis at number five. But you can. There's a lot of guys in this conversation, and that's the other thing about Jordan Travis too. Ryan is. I still feel like in today's era, if you're going to go win a win a championship and really win a game, I don't care how dynamic you are as an athlete. I still believe you have to be able to make plays from the pocket. And my thing about Jordan Travis is I'm just not – I'm still not 100% sold that against a good defense he can go out there and just make plays for four quarters from the pocket. I'm, I'm just – I'm fair. still not sold on that. Uh, I think we saw that against Clemson last year. I, I, you know, I think Florida was another one of those games where they benefited from the fact that Florida wasn't that good. But he – against a better team than Florida – his pass game misses would have been more detrimental. That's kind of where I'm still at with him. And yep. and that was a concern for me for Sam Hartman until last year, to be completely honest with you, was, okay, yeah, he put up good numbers, but look what happened when he played Clemson. Look what happened when he played Pitt in the ACC title game. Look what happened when he played Wisconsin in the bowl game, like really good defenses. And I think last year he answered some of those concerns for me in that regard. So that's where I'm going to go there. So I, I do think Sam Hartman's in that conversation. I think that there's other people that are going to have him more top 10 than top five. I yeah. think that's fair as well. I mean, I, I, there's a, there's the margin for the margin behind number one and two to me. It's not that great between three Michael Penix and like eight or nine, especially if you're going to take past seasons. And, and you know, like some people are going to have Jaden Daniels as a top five quarterback. Now some LSU fans may not, because there's people in LSU I've, I've seen on, well, of course I should say, I should clarify LSU Twitter and Twitter is a different animal than other real life things. There's people that think the the backup kid Nussmeier should be the starter. Right? I, I saw a lot of that in the bowl game, man. A lot of them were like, "Oh, just play Nussmeier, man. Just play Nussmeier." I'm like, man, "That's wild, man." Jane Davis yeah. had a pretty dang good season for he you did. guys, man. He that's really wild. Uh, you've got guys like Bo Nix who had yep. a, a darn good. I mean, he even made you a he made even made you a believer to a degree last season. To a, I said to a degree to a degree uh, or or a, or a believer. <laughs> Ryan, oh, oh. Oh, very well played, Mr. Roberts. Um, for you to say anything kind about Bo Nix is is him somewhat making you a believer. So that's fair. That's fair. You, <laughs> anything that's fair. nice about him. You know, he's in that conversation. I've you're gonna see the people that overhype Grayson McCall and put him in it. He doesn't belong in the top 10 conversation for me. I'm just not a big Grayson McCall guy. You know that. And I'm very yep. curious to see what happens now that he's lost some of those weapons and the in the coach that he had. You're going to see people talk about J.J. McCarthy being in that conversation. He's not there yet for me. He's still the game yeah. manager for me. The guy that I love, Ryan, you know, I'm very high on K.J. Jefferson. And we saw what happened to Arkansas last year when K.J. got knocked out. They were a completely yep. different team. They they have a win over LSU, in my opinion, if he plays in that game. Oh, coach. man. Yeah, because that Hornsby kid could not – he couldn't hit water. Yes. I thought of a boat that yeah. day, man. Like, it, <laughs> it was not great. Not then he great. got knocked out, and their third-string yeah. quarterback wasn't any better. And then there's some, you know, Spencer Saunders. How does he play now? Because he was a guy that, to start the year, he was playing extremely well. Yeah. And he gets a little banged up. The team kind of falters, and he couldn't do anything to kind of get him out of that 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 tailspin at the end of the year. He transfers to Ole Miss, which has been a place where quarterbacks go to, to thrive. I mean, you know, guys just put up really good numbers there. Uh, you look at Devin Leary from at Kentucky. Yeah. How's he going to be? You know, he, he was a guy that last year, Ryan, you and I had in the top five. Like last season at NC State, you and I projected him to be a top five quarterback. Oh, his twenty twenty one season was bananas, oh, man. He had yes. a great year. He had a great yes. year. Oh, he was excellent, Ryan. I mean, you, you look at the numbers and and I'm I'm gonna pull up his numbers real quick. I mean, he he had a he had a really it, good it year. Was like, he was banged up last year. He had uh, what was it like thirty five to five, right? Thirty five to ratio? five, yeah. yeah. Thirty five touchdowns, crazy. five picks. He had three thousand four hundred and thirty three yards. Uh, had added two more touchdowns. You know, he's not a runner, but he added two more red zone touchdowns, completed 65.7% of his passes, which was up 5.7% from the year before when he only played four games. And this has kind of been the big knock on Devin Leary is being able to stay healthy. Last year, even before he got hurt, he wasn't playing good football. So the reason I can't 
justify putting Devin Leary in there this year's is a he had an a, an arm injury. Yeah. And that always concerns me with a quarterback. And number two is we've seen a lot more not 2021 type of play from Devin Leary than we've seen from others. Same thing with Phil Dracovic. Like if you could take best five games that all the quarterbacks in college football have played and you put Phil Dracovic's best five games, like that guy's a top 10 quarterback. But then there's a lot of other games you're just like, no. No. And yeah. he, he, he doesn't belong in there. But how does he do a pit? He's going to have better supporting cast up front mainly. The coordinator that he did so well with at BC is now his coordinator again at Pitt. He just did – him and John McNulty did not click for whatever. I'm not saying not click personality-wise, but McNulty's offense with Phil's style of play, that offense looked better with him and Moorhead in it because he's more of like what 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 McNulty was looking for. How does he bounce back as a top-10 quarterback? Riley Leonard's a guy at Duke that I – I'm really that's, looking forward to seeing how he kind of emerges this year. That, as that, that's that's my breakout star in college football this year, I think, is Riley Leonard, man. Like, you saw a lot of it this year. I mean, he threw, like, 20-something touchdowns. I think only, like, six or seven interceptions somewhere in that ballpark. But he also ran, he also runs the ball, man. He ran for, like, right. over 700 yards last year. He was year, 699 right? in 13 yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, man. So, I mean, when yeah. you're talking about a dual-threat quarterback, I mean, that kid, I think in year two as this full-time starter – I mean, that kid was – a little bit of his backstory was pretty cool, Brian. He actually was on pace to being a college basketball player before he kind of fully put his mind on football. So he – um, his uncle and his dad both played college basketball. He thought he was going to be a college basketball player. Then COVID hit, wasn't mm-hmm. able to get the basketball looks as much, so he went to play football, man, and he's developed. And, yeah, so I, I think well, that he has a chance to be a really, really good player. And here's offense. the thing. Do you know who had more total yards of offense last year between Riley Leonard and Jordan Travis? Obviously, the way I'm asking the question gives the answer away. But it was Riley Leonard. It was yeah. he averaged more yards per game last year. Yeah. He also had more total touchdowns. He had 33 total touchdowns, uh, whereas Jordan Travis last year had 31. And and so you, you know you look at it, Ryan. You're saying, boy, there's some good quarterbacks. The ACC's got a chance to have some really good quarterback play this year. We obviously mentioned yep. Drake May already. Uh, we we obviously mentioned just Jordan Travis, Riley Leonard. Uh, you've got some transfers coming in. Obviously, Phil Dracovic's still in the ACC, going from one ca- uh, conference to another. Uh, and there's some uh, uh, Brandon Armstrong, Brandon Armstrong NC going to NC State. You know, yep. and and again, he's another guy like Dracovic that had a new coordinator last year, didn't mesh with him. He's now back at a new school with a former coordinator with which were, with with who he had all that success with, obviously Robert yeah. and I, who was at, uh, was at uh, Syracuse last year and made great Garrett Schrader look competent yes, last season, which tells you the kind of quarterback coach he is. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. But I think right now, when you look at Sam Hartman, there's, there's guys behind him that have better physical tools. Sure. But the proven production is there and the ability to show that he can run an offense at a high level and elevate those around him. That's another thing for me that Sam Hartman showed in the film that I because I, I you know, Ryan, you know this when they first started looking at Sam Hartman and I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in love with the idea. I wasn't because I'd watched the slow mesh and I'd watched a couple of the games where he threw a bunch of picks and I'm just like, is he really that guy? You know. But then you dive into the film and I, the more I film I watched over the last three years, the more you're like, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. This guy's got a lot of ability. So I, I. I think he can, and here's the thing that you start talking about. Well, what does that mean for Notre Dame? Notre Dame just went 9-4 and four this past season, should have won two of the games they lost, and were, were competitive in the other two losses. I mean, they lost to USC and Ohio State by 11, but Notre Dame was competitive in both of those, especially the Ohio State game. And they did that with a quarterback that I would argue wasn't a top 50 quarterback in, in the nation. Now, people say, oh, it was QB rating. That's because they protected <laughs> him all year. Yeah. Right. They never put him in, in bad spots. And and that's not a shot at Drew Pine. I mean, he was thrust into a tough situation last season. But the fact is, is that the quarterback play last year was, I mean, not top 50. Sporadic. It, yeah. At best. Yeah. yeah. And now you go into a situation, Ryan, where you've got a guy that's at minimum a top 10 quarterback. I mean, nobody disagrees that he's a top 10 quarterback. I don't think so. And no. and you're arguing top five. And so I think that speaks volumes, volumes about the kind of player that Sam Hartman is and what he could do for Notre Dame. I think that's yeah. where a lot of the excitement about this, because 
you know, if you're concerned about Notre Dame going nine and four again, why they return almost everyone from last year's team. And yeah, the two, two of the losses were big, but uh, Jared Patterson is a good football player, but he's not irreplaceable, especially the way he played last, most of last season. You know, I look at, um, I look at defense. Isaiah Foskey's a big loss, but he's replaceable. Jason Adamiola, I would not be shocked after breaking down film. I've been breaking down a lot of 22 film, Ryan. I would not be shocked if Riley Mills is better this season. Uh, Howard Cross is back. Javante Jean-Baptiste, it would not shock me if his production as a big end is better than what Riley Mills and the other big ends gave last year. Yep. And then after that, everybody else is back. You know, and and so, okay, well, you went nine and four. Can you do better? Well, you flip your big games. Two of your three were on the road last year. Now this year, two of the three are at home. Yep. Two of those three teams have new quarterbacks, as you mentioned. And now you have a top 10 national quarterback on your roster. Should have a chance. So it, that's why I was on a show the other day and a guy asked me, you know, Notre Dame fans really fired up. And I was like, you know, surprisingly, not really. Not yet. And, yeah. and, and uh, he asked me why. And I said, well, part of it is, I think, the way the offseason went. You know, with just the the Ludwig situation and just, you know, get turned down by it, Matt Luke. And there just was a lot of negative energy. It was a very exa- exhausting offseason, yes, is how I put it. It was yes. a little exhausting. It was. Yeah, the recruiting misses and just yep. a, a lot of negativity that people are kind of grabbing onto while ignoring all the good things that are happening and, and, sure. the, and the good things that have happened this offseason. And, you know, so some, some, it's like, here's a, here's a question that somebody, uh, I, I, who would you rather have in 2023? Keon Keeley, Peyton Bowen, or Sam Hartman? Oh, Sam Hartman. Right, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so that's something to be excited about. And, and you're talking to two guys who think that Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen are five star players. Yes. No question. And, and Keon, and Keon Keeley is the number one player in the country. Keon Keeley was the best player in the 2023 class. He would also be the best Regardless player in the 2024 class. Like he that's is. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. It's a good point. And, and, he he was special, but the the point is is like, and I think the other thing too is is like the Notre Dame fans we've been down this road before, right? For thirty plus years, it's this is the year, and then you get the the rug pulled out from underneath you. And I think they're at the point now where it's kind of like Notre Dame fans have adopted this. I'm going to prepare for the worst and hope for the best mentality. Yep. And my thing is, it's okay to be excited this time of the year. That's just what being a fan is all about. But I understand it. I do under. This isn't me criticizing Notre Dame fans. I get it. No. Because if I was in your shoes, I would feel the same exact way. But I think when you start zeroing, I think once this, once fans really get a chance to see Sam Hartman running this offense, and I'm not even talking about the blue gold game, although it may happen. I mean, I, I don't know what the blue gold game is going to look like. I have no clue. Sure. But once you see the Navy game and the Tennessee State and then the NC State, I think that's when you'll start to really say – people be believers because there's a lot of people that didn't watch a lot of Sam Hartman awake forest. Let's be honest. Yep. And that's fine. I get it. Who's sitting there saying, I can't, I got to really turn on this NC state wake forest game today. Eh, there's not a lot of people doing that. So, so I do understand it, but I think that's where a lot of my excitement comes from. And the other part of it is if for some reason, Sam Hartman's not starting, as long as it's not injury related, it means someone even better is, is beating him out. So Ryan, that's where a lot of my excitement comes from because We've complained for years about Notre Dame quarterback play is this and quarterback play is that. Well, you just you've got a top ten national quarterback at quarterback for Notre Dame, and it's like nobody's really talking about that right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is bizarre, man. It really is. I mean, but again, I I get it, right? Like I think someone just said BKPTSD in the chat again, but like I have been hurt before. I understand, PTSD, right? Like baby <laughs> PTSD. Weiss PTSD. Yeah, I mean, it, I it's it. not, it's not just BK, man. It's right. early two thousands to where we are PTSD, right. right? Like that's where we are. I should say late nineties, right? Even lean into the two thousands. Like right. it's been a long time. We understand that. Right. At the end of the day though, Sam Hartman's very good. He's, he's been yeah. very good. Right. What is it exactly going to look like at Notre Dame? I have an idea. I don't know for sure. So it, it's an unknown. So I understand that mm-hmm. people need to kind of wait and see and see what it looks like the first couple of games. And then you're, it's really going to start to ramp up that excitement, right? But I, I've said this before, and I just want us to be prepared for this. If it is really good, 
Let's make sure we're enjoying yes. that it's really good when that happens. Right? I want, like that's, I want that's more I fans need. to be like my guy Jay Wick here. I'm prepared for the great 11-1 and one and preparing for the best 12-0. and 0. I said what I said. <laughs> yes, I, that's it, man. That's but it. it's the quarterback. But see, now let's dive into it, though, Ryan. Okay, sounds great. I think here's another part of it, and you even said this in your in your decision on why you'd rank him fifth instead of fourth. It is there is a level of unknown. Is he going to be able to get on the same page with the Notre Dame receivers the way that he was with A.T. Perry? And will he be able to master the Notre Dame offense like he did at Wake? Because the reality is, Ryan, the season he had at Wake Forest two years ago when he threw for over 4,200 yards and, and accounted for 50, 50 touchdowns in a Power yeah. 5 conference. It's Well, he'd been in that offense. That was his fourth year in that offense. He'd had the same offensive coordinator his entire career. He had been working with A.T. Perry for a couple of years and a lot of those receivers for a couple of years. I mean, he had, he knew those guys. At Notre Dame, it's all different. It's it's new system, new coaches, new players, new teammates, new environment, new weather. It's all different. Yep. Now, part of me says, but let's not forget that a quarter of his schedule is against the same teams he played it when he was at, when he was at at Wake Forest. So there's familiarity so, there, right? Yeah, right. Right. Yep. There is some fami- familiarity both ways, but he's going to know their defense is most likely a lot more than they're going to know his. Yep. And in, when you look at kind of the production he had last season, you know, there were some up and down moments against those teams. He had, he had a great game against Clemson. He had a, a really productive game against Duke. He didn't play that great against NC State or Louisville. So, I mean, I, I, again, I get all those things. We can we can spin it all types of different ways. But I think the fact of the matter is, is that when Sam Hartman goes to play those teams, he's going to have a far greater supporting cast around him than he ever had at Wake Forest as an entire team. Notre Dame fans, they need to just go watch the Clemson game last year, man. And even though Wake Forest lost, just go watch Sam Hartman. I mean, Sam Hartman kept him in that football game, man. Mm-hmm. He was the reason that they almost won that game. I look, I had I, I had some I had some initial reaction to Sam Hartman when he first was on the Notre Dame radar as, as well as you did, Brian. You know, that you kind of talked about a little bit. But if you want to get sold on Sam Hartman quick, Turn on that game, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's he's throwing bombs everywhere out there, man. And it is well-placed footballs. He's staying firm in the pocket. Like, there's a lot to like about Sam. So, again, I yeah. understand being tentative with it. You want sure. to kind of just let it ease in. I understand. But, again, just enjoy it when it happens. That's all I'm asking. Just enjoy it when it happens. So, let's let's dive into this, Ryan. Let's, let's kind of get into part two of this conversation, which is, so what does Sam Hartman need to do? To, to be the kind of quarterback Notre Dame needs to be a title contender. Now, we don't know if there'll be a title contender other positions, but he can only kind of handle what he does. Yep. What are the things that you look at and say, okay, he needs to do A, B, C, and D. There's the obvious things like, okay, mesh with the players, become a leader, buy into the system, learn the system, and all that. But when you really get down to it, as we dive into what does it need to look like, partly statistically, but but the level of play that leads to the statistics, Ryan, what are some of the things that as we dive into this, we we need to see from Sam Hartman next season to say, okay, that guy's going to play, that guy's playing well enough, that guy's doing what he needs to do for Notre Dame to at least offensively be a championship caliber football team. Because the run game's going to be there, especially if he plays that way. You know, there is some talent there. What does he need to do, in my opinion? I I would say for me, Brian, the one big thing, and this is going to sound like weird to some people, I'm sure, but I don't want him to feel like he can't take chances, right? Like I don't want him to feel like he has to be super perfect and uh, and be very careful with the football. Of course, there's you have to be careful with the football, right? You're a quarterback. You're not supposed to turn the football over. But the best parts of what Sam Hartman did at Wake Forest, in my opinion, is his ability to push the ball down the field, man, to push it vertically, create explosive plays. And that's been one thing that Notre Dame has been missing as a passing game and just as an offense in general over the last couple of years, creating explosive plays. So I I don't think this is going to happen. So I'm not really worried about this too much, right? That the offensive staff is going to be like, no, you need to rein it in, brother, rein it in. Just be a facilitator. Just get the ball where it needs to be. I need to see Sam Hartman take some chances, right? And I think we need to be prepared that once in a while, it might lead to a turnover. But more often than not, historically it has shown that when Sam Hartman puts the ball out there and takes chances, a lot of great things happen. So I think that the key for me from an offensive perspective and from a Sam Hartman perspective is if he's being aggressive and he's taking some chances and he's pushing the football – 
that's what Notre Dame needs, man. They need that recipe of being able to create right. explosive plays. They have not had that the last couple of years. Right. And and I think the other thing too, and this is what I've said before, when you break down Sam Hartman's film, you start to say, okay, I, I don't get as worried about the turnovers as I, as, as I might otherwise. And so I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. So when I first looked at the NC state film, I was like, well, that's, that's concerning because Notre Dame, Notre Dame, plays NC State at NC State. Sam threw three picks in that game. When you break them down, the first one was a bad pick. He just didn't see a guy a guy undercut a deep sh- sh- shot, and he picked him off. The second one was taking a shot downfield on fourth and 11. Was just, they dropped so eight. There's nobody, right. There's yeah, nobody yeah. open. He takes a shot about 30 yards downfield, 25 yards downfield, gets picked off. The last one was they're running a go route, and as Sam Cox to throw, A.T. Perry, who's pushing the, the corners playing off and outside, at was in the reduced alignment so at starts to push him outside and sam and he's he's attacking the shoulder sam throws the ball up and outside he's going to give at a chance to back shoulder it well at as soon as the ball gets here cuts inside mm. and the, the he throws the ball to the corner and you're like what the heck kind of throw was that well, if you break down the player like the receiver can't do that you can't cut inside that late in a route because your quarterback's going to be thinking you're going somewhere else you see more of that stuff, but he's got to eliminate some of the things where he tried to – there's taking a shot and then there's forcing the ball in a, unnecessarily into triple coverage. And those are a couple of the throws he's got to, he's got to fix. But you got to be careful not to fix it, Ryan, to your point. I think you nailed it. You can't, quote-unquote, fix it to the degree where you now start to get him uh, unwilling to take those chances. Overcorrections. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was an issue for Notre Dame for a long time. Brian Kelly's quarterbacks be say, became so turnover averse that they just wouldn't make plays. I've had people say that's really what happened to Ian Book. It's not Ian Book can read a defense. He just he was so I think it was a combination of both. I don't think he's very good at reading defenses, and I don't think he was willing to turn the ball over. And you know because they didn't want to deal with BK on the sideline coming back. So I I think that's part of it. I think you know the thing I want to see is is just kind of be you. What does that look like? Yes. Take your shots down the field. Be willing to throw it up and give your receivers. I mean, there's been five or six balls that we've seen, some in person, some in the highlights, where you're like, he just threw the ball up. I'm like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, That's college yes. football. You got a six five mountain out there, six five four mountain on the other side. And not everything has to be, you know, West Coast Joe Montana hitting Jerry Rice in stride when he's open by four yards. Sometimes it's like, dude, you got a one-on-one, give your guy your guy, your dude's five inches taller than that guy. He's better than that guy. Throw it up and give him a chance to make a play. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Sam Hartman has a chance to change the narrative this year, Brian. Like if he gives those guys some opportunities to catch a football and Deion Colsey and Tobias and those cats make some of those catches, man, all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, wait, maybe Notre Dame has had talent at receiver. Maybe they actually have a, like, maybe they have some right. talents and dudes that can make some right. catches. Like that's right. Yes. There's a misnomer that's been thrown out there that I think can change this year with Sam. Decision-making is going to be big. I, I think leadership is going to be important. I love the relationship that, that we have, I have heard behind the scene. I mean, Notre Dame's players say things publicly because they're smart and they, they know that they need to put forth their best foot. Yeah. And and a quarterback's not going to come out and say, I can't stand that dude. I, I mean, you know, he should have been brought here. I, I should have won this job. This should be my job. I, I, they're not going to do that. So publicly, I don't really care. But I, but what I'm hearing privately with sources is the same thing I'm hearing publicly, Ryan, which is like Sam Hartman and the quarterbacks have really, really bonded. Like there's, there's, he, there's a level of leadership and respect there where 
he didn't come in and, hey, I'm big time, I'm so-and-so, I'm 19th all-time in passing yards and 18th all-time in passing touchdowns in college football history and, you know, here, hold my clipboard. It, it, he I, came I, was, in there and I was on QB1 in high school. Right. Yeah, right no, exactly. it's, it's, yeah. he came in and worked. He's humble. Yep. He's quiet. He's got some confidence about him, which is good, but he's also not a jerk, you yes. know, and, and that <laughs> that can be the case with quarterbacks, especially ones that produce like him. I mean, he passed for more. He's passed for more yards in college football than in, in more touchdowns than any Notre Dame quarterback in history, and it's not that close. He's over a thousand yards more than Brady Quinn. He's uh, what? What did you, it wasn't Ryan? It was like uh, fifteen or so more touchdowns than what Brady Quinn had. It, it's fifteen, one ten to ninety-five. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it's a prolific dude, right? And so he's got to play that. He's got to play that way. I think another thing too is with Sam Hartman is it's, it's, there's the, there's the ins and outs of, okay, be accurate, be a good decision maker. Don't turn the ball over, take chances, things like that, Ryan. But there's also the, the bigger picture stuff. And this is, this to me is the greatest unknown with Sam Hartman. Yes. He played very well against Clemson last year, but he hasn't played great in big games in his career at wake. And I'll get into why I think that's the case, but, but the reality is whatever the reason is, whatever the excuse or justification or rationalization for it is, the fact is he just hasn't played well in big games. Now, it's not true in all of them. I mean, I think playing at Florida State last year when Florida State was undefeated is a pretty big game. I, I would argue that. I mean, Florida yep. State was 4-0. Uh, they had just beaten LSU. They had beaten Louisville on the road. They just blew out Wake Forest. They were jumped. They were They were playing very well. Then Wake had to go to Florida State, and he played very well in that game. And he was they were coming off that big loss to uh, to to Clemson, where he played very well. You know, but then he doesn't really play well at NC State, and that was a pretty big game. And then you go to uh, I thought the bowl game he played very well. I mean, you go to the year before, uh, doesn't play very well against NC State, doesn't play very well against Clemson, doesn't play very well in the ACC title game. Uh, similar story in the previous year, didn't play very well uh, against Wisconsin, uh, didn't play very well against NC State. 2019, same deal, doesn't play very well against Clemson. Or actually, it was 2018 that he didn't play well against Clemson. I'm trying to remember. Yes, 2018, he was pretty bad against Clemson in the blowout loss. Him and Jamie Newman were both pretty terrible. There's been some games where he's played well, but there's also been a lot of big games he didn't play well. He's got to play well in those big games because I don't care a- about – you know what he does against Navy and Tennessee State and Central Michigan and even Duke. You know what I mean? I, I I don't I don't really care as much about those games against Wake. You know, in a rematch, I don't care. I care what he does at NC State. I care what he does against Ohio State. I care what he does against Clemson. I care what he does. I think Louisville, to me, is, is, is kind of a big game because Louisville's got a lot more talent than people realize. They just were not coached very well, in my opinion, yep. or Scott Satterfield. They're a, to me, I would argue they have more talent top to bottom than what Duke has, even though their quarterback's not nearly as good. Yep. But now you've got Jeff Brom. It's a more dangerous game. Then, of course, I care what you do against Clemson. Uh, Pitt, to me, is one, but that's a home game. And then, of course, what you do in the postseason. Those are the games where we need Sam Hartman to, to to play good football, good to great football. That to me is the biggest unknown with him right now is what he's going to do then. Because why didn't he play well in those games? Well, and here's a big thing for him at Notre Dame. Sam Hartman needs to be a bit of a gunslinger at Notre Dame, but he has to do it. Here's the, the best thing that Notre Dame coaches could do is to not focus on turnovers, but focus on you don't have to carry us. Yes. That's the biggest difference. At Wake, if Sam didn't play great, they don't win. I mean, yep. they're not beating good teams if Sam doesn't play really good football. At Notre Dame, he doesn't need to do that. It's just run the offense. When the chances are there, take them. You don't have to throw that ball into triple coverage because on, on, on second and nine because we can come back the next play and take another shot. And if we have to punt, we got a pretty darn good defense, especially re- related to what you had at Wake Forest you're, you're going to be okay. Right. And so I think those are things that I look at Ryan and I say that to me is a big thing. And when you get into those big games, it's like, I got, I know I got to score 40. Every time they played North Carolina, Sam Hartman had to go into that game with the thought process of we got to score 40 or we can't win. And they scored, (laughs) look at last year, right? 
They scored 30, 34 points on the road against Wake Forest. And Sam Hartman throws for four touchdowns, 320 yards. He averages 10.3 yards per attempt, and they lost. <laughs> well, Brian, yeah. I would say I would say it's going to be two different definitions of hero uh, where he's been and where he's at now, right? Hero at Wake Forest is that you need to play hero ball because we have no other way of winning games because our running game isn't very good, our offensive line is below average, and our defense is spotty, right? For Sam Hartman and for Wake Forest to win games at Wake Forest, he had to be the hero. He had to make all the plays. At Notre Dame, you're measured by being a hero as winning football games, man. So at the end of the day, the wins matter most when you're at a place like Notre Dame. The numbers will come, as always. But to your point, if Notre, if Sam Hartman has solid game against Duke and they win, right? Like a solid game against Pittsburgh and they win, but he actually torches Clemson and torches USC in victories, and they get to a playoff game? Is anybody going to be like, oh, he didn't put up as good in numbers as he did at Wake Forest? Like, no one cares. They care about the big moments is when, right? We've seen quarterbacks play well at times, you know, in Notre Dame in recent years. Like, Ian Book had some really nice moments, but it was the big games, right? Like, we get back to this big game conversation. What can Sam do when he's against the Clemsons, against the Ohio States, against the USC's, making a playoff run? That's what's going to cement how successful the season is for him. And that's it's tough, honestly. I mean, that's not for the feet to heart, right? Like, if, to be a quarterback at this level, you have some moxie to you, man. You need to be tough. You need to be mentally and physically tough and durable dude. And I hope Sam could be that guy, man, because Notre Dame needs him. They need him. But, again, he's going to be – I always talk about those pillar games, right? And those pillars, when does the best Sam Hartman come out? Is it during those games or is it against Tennessee State? That's when the biggest conversation piece needs to be. And that's what he has a chance to show this year is that he can be that guy on the biggest stage, in the biggest game, and not have to do everything himself. Just do the job and get victories that Notre Dame hasn't been accustomed to winning enough over the past few years. It's such a different animal for him too, Ryan. And I, and that's going to be the hardest thing is changing his mindset. I think, I think you just nailed it. Can he change his mindset? I'm going to give you some more examples of what I'm talking about here, right? So, so you, you talk about Sam Hartman. Last year, they scored 37 points in a game. He throws for 325 yards, three touchdowns, and they win by a point. The yep. next week, they go on the road. He throws us for 337 yards and six touchdowns, and they lose because they gave up 51 points. They lost. They gave up 48 points to Louisville. They gave up 30 to NC State. They lost a game where he threw 397 yards and, and two touchdowns. Uh, North Carolina, I mentioned that one already. They lost to Duke in a game where he threw for 347 yards, three touchdowns, and they had 30, 31 points. You go to the year before. The three games they lost, they, only, they went 11-3. and three. The three games they lost, they gave up 58 points, 48 points, and 45 points. Against North Carolina again that year, he throws for 398 yards and five touchdowns, and they lose 58-55. to 55. He throws for 312 yards and a touchdown against Clemson. They lose uh, 48 to 27. You know, other games they won. He threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns, and they beat NC State 45 42. He threw for 458 yards and five touchdowns against Army. They scored 70 points, and they needed every bit of that because Army scored 56. Goes on the road and they play Syracuse. They win 40 to 37 in a game. He throws for 330 yards and three touchdowns. If he doesn't do that, Louisville, 324 yards, two touchdowns. They win 37 34. If he doesn't play that well, they don't win. The year before, 2020, he throws for 429 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers against North Carolina. His team scores 53 points, and they lost. And back-to-back years, Sam Hartman led Wake Forest to over 50 points against North Carolina, and they lost both games. Yep. Right? They're scoring about 50 points per game in three years against North Carolina, and they're 0-3. It's not happening in Notre Dame. It's not happening. And so that's the difference is, is you don't need to be that guy. We don't need you to throw for 4,200 yards at Notre Dame. We don't. You don't. That's what the coaches do. He doesn't need to score 50 touchdowns for Notre Dame to be a great t- a championship team this year. It's not so much now. If he does, that's great. If, if, sure. it, if it comes and he has 50 and touchdowns. He'll, he'll, and he'll probably win a Heisman if he has yeah, 50 touchdowns at Notre Dame. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ryan. And if he puts up the numbers at Notre Dame that he put up a Wake Forest two years ago, Sam Hartman's a, a Heisman winner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and if he even if he does what he did last year, as long as Notre Dame is eleven and one, he's probably a finalist for. I mean, thirty seven hundred yards, thirty eight touchdowns. 
you know, so he's probably a Heisman finalist if, if he does that. And that's just, that's just kind of the thing you look at Ryan and you say, you know, boy, this, this guy's got a chance to be a pretty good, pretty darn good football player. I mean, you look at Caleb Williams last year, Ryan, he had 52 touchdowns and wins the Heisman running away. His, he had four, about four, 4,800 yards. Yep. That's pretty darn good. Right. I mean, say it's pretty great. Well, Sam Hartman had 4,500 yards and 50 touchdowns the year before at Wake Forest. Nobody yeah. talked about He wasn't a Heisman finalist. He would have been if he put those numbers up in Notre Dame. And, and so real quick, so people understand, when we say 50 touchdowns, we're not talking about passing touchdowns. He had 39 rushing or 39 passing and 11 rushing. It's 50 total touchdowns, just so people yeah. are clear of what we're talking about here. Uh, I don't, there's no way he's throwing 50 touchdowns. We're, we're, it, it hit 11 rushing in 2021. That's that's what we're referring to. Well, I can see him having six or seven rushing touchdowns this year because it's going to be on um, pulling the ball at the five and walking into the end zone, you know, when teams are trying to take away Logan Diggs and those guys. So, um, uh, you know, that that's um, that's kind of where, where I'm at in that regard, Ryan, is he doesn't need yeah. to put up those numbers. Uh, he needs to just run the offense, make plays when they need him to make plays, but be on your game against those teams. And being on your game doesn't mean you got to go on the road against Clemson and throw for 400 yards. It could mean throwing for 250. But where, what you need to be is accurate, yeah. good on third down, and when the plays are there for you to make a play down the field, you got to make that play down the field. You got to be money, man. Got to be right. money, right? Like th- those right. are the biggest moments. I mean, whether we want to admit it to ourselves or not, and I, I don't think everyone can admit this to themselves. We judge quarterbacks based upon them winning, right? right? Them winning those big games, what they play in those big moments, because those things matter, right? Like right. when it, because w- what is it, a quarterback, Brian? He is inherently the leader of a football team, no matter if he is ready or he is, right? And Sam Hartman, if he is a starting quarterback at Notre Dame, he is going to be the absolute leader of Notre Dame. That's who everyone's going to look to. And when he, there is a tough moments when they're not playing incredibly well when they're struggling a little bit, when they look a little bit sluggish, when they're in a close football game, who is everyone going to look to? They're not going to look to Audrey Estime. They're not going to look to Joe Walt. Who are they going to look to? They're going to look right. at Sam Hartman. And we right. need to understand that. And with that, you know, it's like that, that Spider-Man movie, right? With respo- with, pow- with um, power comes great responsibility, right? Like that's what, yeah. we're, that's what we're looking great at. Great power comes Sam great Man. responsibility, right? Yeah. And that's what he has. And that's what he has to prove. But at the end of the day, he is going to be judged based upon his biggest moments and those biggest football games. Cause that's what Notre Dame has been missing. What was the best play in book ever made in his career? The to post, me, it was the uh, Clemson, Clemson. Oh, that's the biggest mistake he ever made. The best. Oh no. I, I would argue the biggest play, the best, the biggest play he ever made to me was mm-hmm. actually the because the the bigger play in that game to me was two plays later when he threw the touchdown past Avery Davis the biggest play he made to me because if he doesn't make it I don't think he is the starter the next year was the touchdown the late touchdown against LSU yeah okay. and the thing about that play is by a read that probably should not have been that probably was not necessarily a great read there's two guys out there but what Ian did was he said, you know what? We need a play to be made, and I'm going to give Miles Boykin a chance to make it. Yep. And Ian put it up, and Miles made it. Now, so you're, you're taking a shot at the corporate. No, I'm not. I, I, that's part of being a great quarterback is sometimes saying, I, I got to give my guy a shot to go make a play on the ball. It's that's time. exactly it's what time. it is. Yeah. And that's what Ian did. And that wins in the game. Because my point is, if they lose that game, Ryan, and he doesn't lead them back to a victory, then they – they're just not there. They're just not, he's not the starting quarterback th- anymore. And so I look at it and say, but it was just about him saying, you know what? That was the loosest we've ever seen the in book play as well. You know, and that's the thing is Sam's just got to play loose. You make a mistake, don't sweat it. And that's, I'm not, I'm not worried about that, to be honest with you, Ryan, because he, he's been there. He's been there so long. Uh, I just, I don't see that being an issue. I, I do, I don't think he's going to have a problem with playing loose. I'm not concerned about that. Yeah. I mean, that's how he's played his whole career. So, like, it, I, I would hope that the 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 tightness doesn't start now, right? right. Like, that's kind of how he's been his entire career. So right. that's what you kind of expect. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we want to see from 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 Sam Hartman. 
He's just got to play that way. Play well in the big games. That's something that, you know, people love talk about Ian Book. And, all, and so why don't you like Ian Book? I'm like, look what Ian Book did in his entire career, every big game they played in. He had one game in a, in a big moment where I thought he played well, and that was against Clemson. And even in that game, he was really bad in the middle of the game. He's great at the beginning, great at the end, and he deserves credit for that. But his play, including his fumble, is kind of what allowed Clemson to get back into the game. He did step up when they needed it. But you're, you're, you're judged as a quarterback at Notre Dame based on who, the big games you win. I said, why don't you respect Ian Book, all-time winning as quarterback? He had five wins over ranked teams his entire career. Tony Rice had seven in 1989 alone. That's what a quarterback at Notre Dame should be evaluated on. Why do people not like Jimmy Clausen? Didn't win. Jimmy Clausen was a great passer at Notre Dame. Great passer. Why don't people view him as a big-time quarterback? Didn't win. You know, Ian Book won against a bunch of teams that you're supposed to beat, didn't have the big wins, five and five against ranked teams. Sam Hartman will be judged on how he plays in the big games. I don't care if Notre Dame goes 11 and one next year, or excuse me, 10 and two next year. If they're two and three in the big games and he doesn't play well in those games, and it doesn't matter. They could go 12 and 0. And if he doesn't play well in those big games, it's like, yeah, he's part of a very good football team. And he did what he needed to do. You got to play well in those big games. That's why the legends are the legends. You know, if Vince Young has the historic season he has, but then doesn't cap it off with the game that he had against USC, are we talking about how great of a 2005 season he had? No. He didn't even win the Heisman that year, right? right? Like, you, you, you forget right. about him. You forget Correct. about him. But we all remember what he did that year, right? Because he did, in the title game, what he did all year, which is play great in big moments and put up numbers. Yep. And that's kind of where I want to see Sam Hartman this year. And that's he's, But he's going to have to be that way because I don't – I think that I'll say I'll, I'll make two claims, Ryan, and I want to get your immediate opinion of them. Number one, Notre Dame's roster is much better than a lot of people, including Notre Dame fans, think it is talent wise. Yeah. Number two, it's not as good as Bama and Georgia's. And, and in, in some spots, not as good as Ohio State's. It's better than Ohio State's in other spots. Ohio State's is better than others. Uh, but the top two teams that you're all still chasing for a national title, it, their roster's not better. They okay. need that type of quarterback, that kind of impact quarterback, to win that game. Unless that other team just has a bad game. That that happens. Sure. Bama in 2018 against Clemson. Clemson was the better team. There's no question. That was one of the best teams of the last 20 years. 18 Clemson and 19 LSU were two of the best teams of the last 20, 30 years, in my opinion. But Bama also had a bad night. It, that it was a bad combination. That's why they got blown out. If they played again the next week, I think Clemson still wins. I just think it's a much more competitive game. Sure, that's that's what I think. So sometimes that stuff happens. But if to, to go beat them where you're outplaying them, they need that type of play. Corp. They can't. Aff- Somebody asked me why we were talking about Georgia when we were having the show the other day, and they said, uh, "Well, how do you not have Stetson Bennett in the elite championship driving category?" I said, "Because if you put Stetson Bennett at Notre Dame, does Notre Dame win a championship last year?" Answer is no. You give Notre Dame Clemson's offensive line and defensive line, and Stetson Bennett. Now we're you know, now we're cooking, right? And and that's kind of my point is they can win with Jacob Coker. Bama can win with Jacob Coker. Notre Dame can't. Bama can go to the playoff of Blake Sims. Notre Dame can't. You know, Georgia can win a, two titles with Stetson Bennett. Notre Dame can't. And that's why it's important that, that Sam Hartman be that guy, in my opinion. It's it's the it's the separator, right? Like it's the difference maker. It's when everything is equal, quarterback is usually a difference. But also we don't talk about enough that when there is a deficiency or when you are playing against a better football team, quarterbacks can close that gap, man. Like, is there a bigger gap closer than a quarterback? Like, is there a bigger one in sports? Like, I'm not talking about football. Is there a bigger gap closer than in sports than the quarterback position? That can be the difference between winning and losing a football game. It can be Mm -hmm. because those guys, the great ones, usually make the biggest play of the game when it matters most. That's usually when it happens, right? So I agree with you. I 100% agree with you because Notre Dame is not going to be a better, a more talented football team than Georgia this year. They're not. They don't have the depth Mm -hmm. of what Georgia has. They don't. But if they go into that football game and if they play in, like let's say in one of the playoff games this year and Carson Beck is just a solid player and Sam Hartman's a baller, well, Notre Dame might have a shot there, man, because – they have the biggest advantage at the most important position in sports. 
So that can be the separator. That can be the difference. So yeah, I don't think it's not, it's definitely not outrageous. Like, yes, they are better than most people think they are. hundred percent agree. They're not quite as good as Georgia or Bama. And I, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. We can be, we can be honest with ourselves and still say, but it doesn't mean they don't have a chance to win. Right. right. They still have a chance. You don't have the best team does not always win everyone. Like that's, that's not, it's a fact. They don't always win. They do most of the time. Right. They don't always win. The difference can be the quarterback position. And hopefully yep. that's what Sam Hartman can bring. Hopefully. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.